the prick. It's time, time, time for another season to change. I am Vector, and I'm here with Mr. Jeff W. Jeff, you were on vacation last week. Now you're back. Hola. Yep. Back from the Midwest. And it's time to talk about all the things that we have been consuming in the last week or two. But just before we get into that, let you know... If you want to be kind, you can always follow us on Twitter. I am Vactor. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. So feel free to share with all of your friends who you think would enjoy this podcast. And if you have a podcast app that has a review system, which according to our data, most people listen to this on Apple Podcasts. So you can leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. And our boy Wonder Rob from the Geek So to Speak podcast left us a very nice review. So go go over to our Apple podcast page and check out Wonder Rob's review. And then while you're at it, you leave a review right there. So let's get right into our discussion. For the movie that we saw, what was it, two days ago, Jeff? Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So yep. what are your thoughts on the first Venom movie? You know, it's funny, I avoided it uh, for a while. Like, I never watched the first one for a minute. And, um, you know, actually what was funny, what I think made me actually want to see it was when you uh, you mentioned, I think it was, I think it was your wife's family, that they loved that movie, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I, I should maybe watch this. Like, there's, you know, somebody's getting something out of it. Because I, mm-hmm. I remember seeing, the, like, clips of that movie and being like, oh, this is not something i'm interested in but i watched it probably a couple weeks ago maybe a little okay. over that maybe three weeks ago i yeah. watched it in preparation for this basically and to see this movie um and i thought that movie was was okay i didn't yes. think it was like it's very like like middle tier for me yeah right um i wouldn't you know i wouldn't i don't have like hatred for that movie um but i also wouldn't like put it up there it's not one of the better you know superhero movies but yeah it's i but to me when something like comic related it just isn't bad i i you know i give it points you know in my book as long as you're not like a bad movie if you can like at least provide something you know uh, yeah I, I can appreciate it so that's why i would say it's you know if i had to give it like on a scale of like one to ten it's probably like like a six or something like that you know like a little bit mm-hmm. above like middle you know, not bad, yeah. not not amazing, right? Yeah, and that's the same as that I come come to it as it was a good film. It's not a great film. It's not a terrible film. I think the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom is the star, and that's what made me laugh is Tom Hardy just talking to himself, being crazy. That was what made me like that movie. Not anything to do with the comics, you know, it's a quite a departure from the Venom character in the comics. And we can get into that um, when we talk about Let There Be Carnage. But you don't necessarily always have to be exactly a slave to the source material. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I, I like what Tom Hardy does, just because I like him as an actor. So the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom, to me, was the star of the first movie. And I think... 
it is also the star of the second movie, Let There Be Carnage. Um, the whole reason why I wanted to see this, this sequel was to see more of their relationship, to see those two kind of playing off of each other. And it's more of a, like a best friend relationship. Whereas yeah. in the comics, how much Venom have you read in the comics, by the way? I, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Almost none. All okay. of my all of my Spider-Man stuff mostly is going to come from, uh, yeah, like just video games or just okay. hearing things. I mean, maybe even I'd say like the cartoon. You know, that nineties yes. like yes. cartoon would also yes. be uh in my in my ballpark. Did you ever uh, play that Maximum Carnage game for? I think it was on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. You know, I feel like I probably did. Okay. Um, I need to see the cover of it or see a little bit of it, but I, yeah. Th- yeah, that would also be where a majority of my stuff would, cause I would, I would have been playing early video, like, you know, your, your, your SNES games and stuff like that. I assume it's, it's in that ballpark, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, and that was yeah, like 93. I want to say that was like 93 when that one yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Venom as a character has always been more like the symbiote, is bonded to Eddie Brock. So it's almost like an extension of him. Mm-hmm. And the whole character was created to be uh, a bad Spider-Man. That was like the whole thing. Yep. And so the the background was the, the symbiote hates Spider-Man because Sp- Spider-Man rejected the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Eddie Brock hates Spider-Man because Peter Parker got him fired because he was working at the Daily Bugle and he published like a basically fake news. Yeah. Like the story that he published was, was bogus. So, mm-hmm. so Peter Parker exposed him and that got him fired. So he was like, it's actually pretty close to that. Um, Spider-Man three with what's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, that 70s show Topher Grace. Oh, Topher Grace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that venom is much more close to the comics origin than, than this venom. So, in that one, it's more like a, like I said, like a an extension of Eddie Brock, and so it's much more. There's less antagonism versus in the actual movie that we saw. Venom is like almost like a a bad puppy, you know, like it's the the pet yeah. that is off the leash and just goes wild and crazy, but he mm-hmm. still loves his master. He still wants to please him. Like there's that scene in the movie where. He's like trying to make him breakfast and trying to make Eddie feel better. Mm-hmm. So the relationship is much different in the movies than it is in the comics. Um, but like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I like both. Yeah. Um, so that's. And I, and I would say about the movies, like when it's not on screen, when that's mm-hmm. not happening, like that's probably, yeah, like, like that's probably my favorite part of the movies in general. Yeah. Maybe I think like, yeah, when it's not on screen, I'm not as interested basically. And it's, yeah. And especially in this one too, because. So the carnage plot line, like they had to set that up at the beginning. I yeah, felt how like close that, is that to the, yeah. How close is that to like the actual origin of carnage? The, basically the only similarities that they have is it takes place in a jail cell. That's pretty oh. much it. Everything no else character is your names. None of that's the same. Well, the character is Cletus Cassidy. He's a serial killer. And in the comics, uh, actually, his little backstory that he did. Remember that that letter that he... Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. you guys, we're spoiling everything in the movie in case you haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. But 
the little um, note that he writes to Eddie and the thing, and it gives his backstory. It goes into that. That's yes. pretty accurate. Like he killed his mom, he killed his dad, pushed his grandma down the stairs. Like all mm-hmm. of that is is pretty accurate. Yeah, sure. Um, but the way that he has that relationship with the girl Shriek, mm-hmm. who is also from the comics, that is not accurate. Nothing okay. about that was similar to the comics. Okay, so that was put um, in here for this. Okay. Yeah, all of that was for the movie. Mm-hmm. She's actually like white in the comics, Shriek. Um, mm-hmm. She's played by Naomi Harris in this one, who I think is a really good actor, but they barely gave her anything to do in this movie. Yeah, I would say she was fine when she was there, but there was like, I mean, she does almost like, I mean, I mean, I don't know how many lines she had, but it was not a lot. I don't yeah. think if I, if I just from my, or at least from my memory, there might've been like, if you look at it, actually, there might've been some lines, but just from my memory, it was like, she was kind of in and out and there wasn't much, wasn't much happening with her. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we're going to be seeing her in no time to die next week. Oh, yes. um, she's, yeah, Sorry. she's been in the last, I think the last three bond movies, um, Spectre, Skyfall, and then now no time to die. So she's she was in that she was a witch in Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, she was a I guess um, she was in Twenty Eight Days Later. So she I think she's a good actor, like I said, but I just don't think they gave her a lot to do. Basically, she just breathes heavy, she yeah. just screams half the movie. That's and her thing. And, yeah, like that's yeah. all they can with the, with the Cletus. That's kind of all she does. Yeah, but I, I do I do agree. I do you I recognize her, and yeah, I, I did like her. I do like something her. about that actually, which I didn't. Um, pick up on was did you notice they called her power a mutation oh you know i, I and it's funny i know and i think we shout them out every week screen crush yes uh, I know he mentioned that and i was yeah. like oh i didn't think about that i didn't yeah. it didn't occur to me yeah and i was like and, so i didn't think of it in the moment but yeah you know, when you go back oh. i do remember that now for people who don't know basically the marvel movies they they had a contract with sony where X-Men and mutants were not allowed in the Marvel Universe, so they had to kind of get around it. And in the Age of Ultron, when they had Wanda and Vision, or I'm sorry, Wanda and um, Quicksilver, they were like, oh, they're gifted or they're special or something. But they didn't use the word mutant or mutation. And that was because there's like a copyright on those words where they could not use them in the movies. So in this one, this is a Sony movie in association with Marvel and also... Ten Cent Pictures. I don't know if you caught that wow. either. Yeah, oh, so Ten Cent is a huge Chinese corporation, wow. and they, yeah, they own, own every Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, there's like a ton of stuff. Yeah. So Ten Cent Pictures is uh, who this one was in. So, surprise, surprise! We didn't see a, uh, somebody playing Fortnite in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's right now in Fortnite. I know that's your favorite game right now, Jeff. So mm-hmm. right now, you know, Carnage is the big skin that you can at the end of the battle pass. Once you get up to level 90, last year it was, or last season it was Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah. This season it's Carnage. And they've had Venom Uh-oh. before. Yeah, and they just had Venom. Yeah. Yeah, they had Venom before, but they just released the Tom Hardy skin. So he's in the jacket that he's wearing in the movie, and you can Uh-oh. morph Uh-oh. into Venom. So, cool. yeah, a bunch of Fortnite tie ins on this one. But um, this, I think. Um, Overall, it was okay, like you said. I actually prefer the first movie to the second one. And the thing that I really liked about this one was the pacing. After you got past the beginning, which I thought was a little bit slow, when they were doing the Carnage origin story, um, there was some weird stuff. And you pointed out 
they show a young actor as Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. And then they have Woody Harrelson's voice. So at first I was like, are they trying to do like the um that de-aging stuff that they've been doing on a bunch of movies? Yeah. And that goes all the way back to like what's his name? Xavier in X-Men mm-hmm. and uh Magneto. But it wasn't. It was an actual just another actor, just a completely different actor. And they just put Woody Harrelson's voice over him. Yeah. And that it was, was it's it stands out at the beginning of the movie. Like you yeah. it, it's weird. Yeah. Like I remember in the moment I said and then and then I got I went it was like I'm looking at Twitter later after the movie and stuff and just looking at reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And other people were mentioning it too. And I'm like I like it was so strange to me when it when it stood out in the beginning there. Um or when you, when you encounter it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. There because he they don't like tweak his voice in any way, so it doesn't sound like a younger or like you know, like a lighter voice or a higher pitched right. voice. Like it sounds like a grown ass man. Yeah, and he's supposed to be younger. Um, you know, not a child, but like definitely like a young adult, right? Yeah, very strange. Um, they did actually they did the same thing for Shriek and Naomi Harris. They, it was a young actor playing her. Oh, then, really? Yeah, and she's actually British, so she was doing like kind of a. So, kind of a southern accent but mm-hmm. um that's I, I don't think i've ever seen that technique done before in other movies like i said i've seen the de-aging thing where they actually have the actor and they've done that even with in the marvel movies with um ant-man the older ant-man michael douglas oh, yeah, yeah yeah um mm-hmm. and michelle pfeiffer so they've done it even recently in the marvel um cinematic stars then they did the age yeah Stark at some point um, i think yeah. yes Robert Downey Jr. when they mm-hmm. did like a, a younger version of him. Yep. But I've never seen it before. Just have a completely different actor and then have the older voice. Because even in in other movies, you would see the younger actor, but the younger actor would be doing like trying to match their voice to the older guy and, mm-hmm. and maybe do an accent or something. But this yeah. one, it was like, eh, just throw them on there. No, maybe nobody will notice. But we noticed. Me and Jeff's for sure noticed. Um, yeah. I actually didn't get a chance to ask my wife, but... Um, we noticed for sure. So that was kind of weird. But mm-hmm. I wonder how much of it is this new director. It was Andy Circus who actually has played Gollum and um, Snoke in Star Wars. That's right. That's right. Uh, King That's right. Kong. Andy Circus mm-hmm. is amazing, like actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know about his directing, but yeah, yeah. I don't and know. I- and as I was gonna say, just real quick, while you're while we're talking about voices, how do you feel about Tom Hardy's accent in these movies? Like his, oh, I think yeah. it's weird. Yeah, like I like I mean, I, and it, like like we were talking about, I really like Tom Hardy. I really like almost everything he's been in or all the stuff he's in. You know, like I I enjoy seeing him in a movie, yeah. but it's weird. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's off. It's not a strong like American or whatever he's maybe he should have went more typical American with it. Yeah. And it would have been better, but I think he's trying to maybe like capture some like accent from that area from Bay area or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because it's strange to me. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I also feel it's kind of weird, but um, I think back to like his other roles that he's done, like in Mad Max or in, Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bane voice is going to be, I think, the, yeah. the standout for the rest of his career. They're all, people are always going to look at that Bane choice that he made. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, very interesting. There's a behind-the-scenes thing on the Dark Knight Rises Blu-ray, and then mm-hmm. also 
um, he's been in the press recently talking with Andy Serkis on some YouTube videos where they were um, interviewed together. Actually, they did one of those Google searches, like when people search for that person's name and then they just read off the answers. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about the origin of that Bane voice and where he got that. Because it felt like a Sean Connery type yeah. of performance, which Ooh. a lot of people make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> but he said he got it from this like real life gypsy fighter that w- there was an I- a television interview with him and he took the guy's accent like word for word like beat for beat he talked like that guy so uh, yeah he makes some interesting choices um again just like with Bane sometimes it's hard to understand what he's saying as venom yeah because he's doing this gravelly voice yeah. On top of the accent, on top of the American accent, and it's fat, so like he'll, he'll yeah. he's responding quickly, and I think that might be just the necessity of of editing, maybe a little bit too. But it's like he'll say something, and he has to like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like he has to get it out pretty quick uh, before the next line. Yeah. So again, I don't know how much is like directing choices versus acting choices, mm-hmm. but. Um, this movie actually, the story is by is credited to Tom Hardy. Um, the screenplay is Kelly Marcel, um, and then Kelly Marcel also has a story credit. But I don't know how much of it is Andy Serkis's directing versus the story that they already had. But it just didn't feel, you know, certain directors like you know Wes Anderson or Quentin Tarantino, Edgar Wright. You think of those people. Their style is so unique, and it stands out so much. You're like, oh, I know this movie was directed by that guy, mm-hmm. Andy Serkis. I haven't seen any of his other movies that he's directed, but in this one, I could not tell you anything that stood out to me as a directing choice in yeah. Venom. So Yeah, it's pretty cut. Like I don't want to say cookie cutter, but it is pretty mm-hmm. standard. There's no... You know, there's nothing uh, incredibly unique. There's no, you know, crazy scene that, you know, they're, they're like, uh, I don't know why this is popping into mind, but maybe it's the Marvel stuff. But like, there's nothing like the vent, you know, or uh, the Daredevil scene uh, on the Netflix yeah. show when he's running right. down the stairs. There's no scene like that in here that makes me, that, that stands out to me as like, that's crazy unique. There's yeah. nothing. Well, okay. and to go on that, actually, I was going to mention this. Mm-hmm. The fighting and the action in this movie is, I think the first one had the same problem. Mm-hmm. The, it's just too blurry. It's too fast. Like, you can't tell what's going on on top of the fact that it's, like, all CG. So it's, like, there's yeah. almost no physical effects, practical effects. Mm-hmm. But the the CG combined with the action scenes, to me, I just, they leave me, you know, like cold it's like i don't know what's going on just go on to the next scene because i don't know what happened in that one especially like that carnage sequence where he broke out of jail yeah and and, it, and i was gonna say he this suffers a little bit like i think from the uh and, and i and i we haven't even talked about this but the, the transformers thing yes. where like when yes. you see the transformers so much stuff going on that the you like it's almost like you, you know what's happening in front of you but oh no, you don't notice detail I mean, yeah. like, it's just very like there's it's all over the place. Like I felt the same way with, even with Venom. Uh, I feel, but I, especially the Carnage one because he, you know, he's yeah. you know just 
in size bigger, I guess, yeah. you know, there's more, right. covers more ground. Um, same thing where like he's going through and there's just so much CGI on the screen at cer- certain points that I'm like, I'm losing focus. I don't know. You know what I mean? I can't follow yeah. what's actually happening because there's just so much going on. Right. Yeah. And it just looks bad to me. Like when you look at that carnage symbiote, they just, the way they do it, you, you can barely tell that he's red and yeah. just, yeah. There's not a lot that stands out to him versus in the comics. It's like Carnage stands out as mm-hmm. this is, you know, a a very unique looking character. And, and in the movies, you just don't get that. Actually, Venom has that a little bit too, where in the comics, it's the black Spider-Man suit with the huge white spider on the front. Yeah. In the movies, it's like because he didn't have any relationship with Spider-Man or there was no black suit before this, it's just like a black tar goo alien mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's, and it's funny because in the Fortnite skin, you actually see his feet and you never see his feet in the movie, but in the skin, oh, his yeah. feet look like human feet. So they have individual toes oh, and it just okay. looks weird. Like it looks like those, those shoes that have the individual toes, mm-hmm. um, that's what it looks like. Versus if you s- switch over to the comic Venom skin in Fortnite, it just looks like a boot, which is what the comic looked like. He looks like he's wearing uh, a black boot. Yeah, yeah. So that was just kind of weird. Um, it, the, 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 the CG look of these guys is uh, kind of strange. But yeah, again, the I think the thing that you and I both liked when we first when we left the movie, which I have a video... Uh, mm-hmm. review that I did and Jeff filmed and edited. Mm-hmm. We're going to put that on the Geek, so to speak, YouTube channel. So if you want to check that out, um, I gave my little quick afterthoughts. But one of the things that first stood out to me and, and I think to you as well was the pacing and the the overall 90-minute length versus trying to stretch it out to two hours, two and a half hours, which we've seen before with these type of movies. It benefited from being shorter, but I almost feel like they could have cut some more out, like yeah. maybe 15, 20 minutes, make it a little <laughs> bit tighter, and then not have any background storylines that we don't care about. Just go straight mm-hmm. to Carnage and Venom, which this one was for the most part, but mm-hmm. there was a little bit of slow areas. I think you probably could have cut out the Shriek storyline, just been Carnage and Venom the whole time. And that would have probably made it better for me. Yeah, and I and I like I like the you know and it and I I mentioned to you when we walked out it felt I do appreciate the ninety minute you know runtime because it didn't wait I will say even you know it sounds like we probably have we didn't like this movie or something so far I will say at least if even if you really hated this movie it doesn't waste your time right it gets you yeah. in and out it is not there's not a lot of like like I agree with you there's probably some stuff you can cut down. But it doesn't, you know, it's not going to drag you on for three hours like this Bond movie is next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to be sitting there forever. And I think with that pacing, it feels comic booky. We're talking about maybe Andy Serkis' directing, um, which, like you said, I don't know anything he's directed. I know he's been in a ton of movies, but I don't know yeah. what he's actually directed. But it feels like comic book in that way of where... It sets up like the scenes are just like it just cuts to this next thing and it's action. 
this happened. You know, you know what I mean? Like it misses some context, but it keeps pushing you along. Um, you know, that it, I don't know how to describe the the thing I'm talking about. Maybe I need to like <laughs> think about it more and then explain it at some other point. But it it goes fast and then it just it just keeps pushing along. Yeah. So there is that feeling of like, hey, like at least there's things I don't like about this movie. Um, but the 90 minutes yeah. and then the humor are the things that you know. Uh, kind of carry it for me in a way. Right. Like I do like how fast this movie goes, and it doesn't, it doesn't truly waste a ton of time. Yeah, and that's a. I think that's a big plus. I'm looking at his filmography here. Yeah, I remember he came out with this movie last year. I want to say either last mm-hmm. year or 2019. Andy Serkis directed, and he was actually in the movie Mowgli: Legend of the Jungle, which was mm-hmm. like right after that Disney Jungle Book movie. That John oh, okay. Favreau did, so yeah, they get yeah. conf- like you get confused, and you'll see him on like Netflix. But he directed that one, and then he, I guess he did some second unit directing on the Hobbit films, yeah, and then he made his too. actual directing debut with this Andrew Garfield movie called Breathe. Breathe, okay, saw. yeah, um, that oh. was in 2017, and then now he's doing this Venom movie. But he's the. It's like I'm kind of torn because he seems like a really nice guy. Like when you see him in interviews and you and I both like him as an actor. Um, yeah, you look at this filmography, you're not like, what an asshole. You're like, there's a ton <laughs> of good stuff. I mean, like I'm yeah. just going down the list. I'm like, yeah. And good movie, good movie, good movie. You know what I mean? Like, and there's like crazy things. Like you're like, I didn't even realize this. He was Snoke. Voice, yes. Snoke voice. And yes. Rise of Skywalker. Yep. You know, there's, yeah. Like, I don't think it's, it's not a indictment on him. Yeah. I just, didn't like this movie that yeah sure i don't i shouldn't hopefully and love the movie yeah right? well that's yeah. the thing is like sometimes it's better to be either really good or really bad because mm-hmm. if you're in the middle and it's like meh it's almost like yeah. you don't even think about that movie anymore so sometimes it's better to be one of the extreme ends and this i think this movie just falls in the middle I don't know how many times I'll rewatch this one afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the good thing about it is the pacing and it's 90 minutes and it's like, all right, we're, we're in, we're out mm-hmm. and we're done. I don't, I don't know if we want to get into rank. Maybe we can do that, but I don't I know if you want to talk about the humor first or the ranking of that. Cause I, to, I guess we'll just talk about it. Cause since you said it, I, I think, you know, you know, it is, it is for like the meme you know, you kind of do want to be really bad or really good. Like if you're Catwoman, yeah. the movie, like you right. do, there is there is something to be said about like, hey, this movie gets shit on and it sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. Or the Fantastic Four movies or yes. uh, Ghost Rider. I'm trying to mm-hmm. think of, you know, the Nipple Batman, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever the... Electra. Yeah. You know, the, you have these bad movies, but I, but at the end of the day, I respect this movie way more than those you know what i mean like those movies are like a joke to me right whereas yeah you know like you're not gonna like you know it's not gonna change your life but it's not it's not gonna be like green lantern you know where you're just like like what the (laughs) hell am i watching you know like or or what is this and and i i say catwoman specifically because that movie well yeah they won like and like 
I don't. Yeah, the Razzies are the basically the opposite of the Oscars, like the, yeah. the worst movies of the year. It swept the Razzies, no one like best or yeah. worst directing, <laughs> worst acting, worst yeah. movie, blah blah blah. It, and and I, and I have no respect for any of the shit on that movie. Like, and I, I'm not saying like, and I not individual people, right? Mm-hmm. But like, just the movie in general. Like, I don't give a shit about that movie. I think it's terrible. I think uh, it's actually disrespectful to the comics. You guys did right. nothing good. Whereas this, at minimum, does that. So I will give that, you know, like it's, I, I understand what you're saying, like in the meme and like notoriety, like that movie, like Catwoman might be known as like a piece of shit movie, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't think you should be aiming for that either. Right. Like I feel like it's respectable to land in like, hey, not amazing, uh, but hey, it's not the worst thing ever, you know? Yeah. The year. Yeah. So definitely, I think the other thing that I wanted to mention was in the first movie, I laughed a ton of, at the the weirdness of it, him jumping in the lobster tank and yeah. him going crazy in public and talking to himself. Mm-hmm. This one, there were like flashes of that, but yeah. I could tell there was a lot of times where something was supposed to be funny, but like nobody laughed and it just it just fell flat. So I don't know if that's the writing or what, but I just didn't I didn't yeah. like the humor as much in this one as yeah. as the first one. And we were in a pretty sizable like screening of it. Yeah, so there was a lot of people there. There was a good amount, and it was there was there was parts where we laughed, and everybody else was laughing at some stuff. Um, you know, and I'm trying to just think of like funny bits from that movie. You know, him and the chickens. You know, it's it's not gonna make oh, me yeah. laugh out loud, so, I mean, but it, it'll make me giggle. You know, yeah, like, it's it's not like the worst thing ever. It's it's, right. it's pretty good. Um, and then like you know, I thought, um, uh, what's her name? Is it Miss Chen? Uh, the uh. Where they get the chocolate from? Yeah, Miss Chin. Uh, yeah, he, you know when he takes <laughs> over her and he's calling him a bitch, you know, and he's like, you know, there, there's funny things, or when he threatens to eat her, you know, when he she doesn't have the chocolate at the beginning of the movie, like there's um there is a little bit of weirdness and stuff, and I think like overall like that comedy kind of hits, and that is like the reason I we, we I think we say we like that. Um, that relationship between Tom Hardy and Venom uh, or Eddie Brock and Venom is that comedy that comes from yeah. that as well. Cause it's like, you know, that's him doing the voice of Venom. So it's like, you know, it's him talking to himself. So that makes it seem funny. Like how crazy he is and, and how he's talking to himself, which a lot of people pointed out. Andy Serkis was the perfect director for this because of Gollum and how he talked to himself. But I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like he yeah. was, it, I don't know if, if him having that experience as an actor translated over to making that relationship great because I just it just wasn't this movie just didn't stand out to me as a great yeah. uh, fantastic directing you know mm. thing for for Andy Serkis. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the post credit scene. Yes, for this movie, which. I guess it leaked online. Did you see it before we saw the movie? So I, what I told you is I, I, I saw something. So it, it kind of spoiled, but I didn't really know what was going to happen. And I will say, like, kind of a disappointing, in a way, of a, of a credit scene. Um, I guess we should explain what happens. Uh, but uh, what, what basically what happens is, um, and you need to maybe hop in here, is they do is some kind of like time travel shit went down, right? Well, or like he so, jumps back in time or in space at some point in that hotel room, right? There's kind of some discussion about this, and 
I think Screen Crush is doing some great videos on YouTube about this. But basically, so it starts off on the beach in Mexico, and that is a comics tie-in right there because after he, after Venom first beat Spider-Man, or he thought he beat him, basically what happened was Spider-Man, there was an explosion on, he was fighting Venom, there was an explosion on the beach, and then Spider-Man put his costume on, there was like a human skeleton already on the beach. And so he put his costume on there and made Venom think, oh, I killed him. I'm, I did it. I'm done. So after that, he was like, I'm just going to go retire, put my feet up on the hammock on the beach. So that's yeah. what that was. That was like, he, I wanted to feel the sand between my toes. The wind in my hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was a, a, a comic, direct comic tie-in. Anyways, so he wakes up in Mexico. That he's watching a telenovela, and uh, my wife um, speaks Spanish, so she was kind of mm-hmm. translating to me. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. said... Basically, there was like a girl, and she was talking to the guy, and she was like, "This is your baby," and there was all that kind of drama. Which uh-huh. you could, I think, Screen Crush made this comparison. You could tie that into Carnage, who is Venom's son, yeah, as yeah. the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't even talk about that. Um, yeah. th- that was much more set up in the comics. In the movie, it was the only He's way you knew dad. that was yeah. The only way you knew it was his son was. Carnage called him dad. So yeah. um, that was kind of a, a weird twist. But the post credit scene, and there was another sequence that we, um, another thing that I forgot to talk to you about. The police cop that mm. has, he was in the first movie and he's also in this movie. He was the one who um, shot Shriek in the eye and made her lose an eye. Yeah. Uh, actor is Stephen Graham, who is on Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was uh, he's a really good actor british actor and his character is in the comics toxin now toxin okay. is carnage's son so toxin is venom's uh, grandson okay. so and and his whole thing is he hates symbiotes and he doesn't and that's why he, i think in the movie they were like Tying him to oh I hate monsters they're monsters. I say in the movie at the end or near the end he just turns into from a you know an audience standpoint he just turns into a White Walker has blue eyes and just <laughs> yeah monsters and then it right. nothing, no no other context like they yes. obviously you're setting something up there but like it just, there was nothing happening you don't know what the hell's going on right and Toxin also at one point in the comics um, bonds with. Eddie Brock after the cop dies. This is um, Patrick Mulligan is the cop's name. So that's a little bit of comics tie-in. And then there's um, a current storyline that just wrapped up called King in Black, which I'll recommend to you, which goes into the whole history of the symbiotes, the planet that they come from. And that was also in this post credit scene when Eddie was asking him about something and, and Venom was like, I have 80 million years of stuff across galaxies. It would blow your mind. <laughs> that was all from this most recent storyline that's come out, this King in Black stuff, yeah. and completely changed the whole Venom like history. And this is Venom goes back to like the 80s, like late 80s, early 90s Venom stuff. And they're oh. just now in 2020, 2021, giving you the backstory, the planet, the history, all this stuff. Uh, where the symbiotes came from. So all that stuff, it looks like they're going to be putting into the movies as well. But in the course of him showing Eddie 80 million years or whatever it is and and all this stuff, not only was, I think, that setting up the King in Black stuff, 
but that shows him that the telenovela that they're watching on TV glitches. And then all of a sudden you see the Daily Bugle um, newspaper and you hear J. Jonah Jameson talking. And it's that scene, the mis- like basically from the Mysterio scene of the Tom Holland movie. Yep. So the the thing is, I don't know if that this could be taking place at the same time because you were saying it might be time travel. This could be the same time, but we're just switching over to, hey, here's what's happening in New York because Eddie was in Mexico um, and he had been in San Francisco the last two movies. But mm. here's what's happening in New York. This is Spider-Man and blah, blah, blah. But it also could have been the Kang stuff from Loki about the multiverse. It could have been the Doctor Strange stuff from No Way Home. So there's a lot of stuff that we don't know yet that it, this could be. But the bottom line is he saw Spider-Man and Venom was like, that guy. It's I Tom want that Holland. guy. Like they, yeah. like they show his face on screen. Yes. So we I, know they're in the – like. They're going to be talking to each other. They're going to be interacting in the, in either the next Venom movie or maybe another Sony Spider-Man movie. We don't know what's coming next, but that was the big post credit scene that everybody is, is talking about. And actually, there's spoil, there had been spoilers online even before the movie, which I was able to avoid. But yeah. even uh, before the movie came out, people have been talking about this post credit scene. So definitely... I think the future is is exciting for the Sony and Spider-Man universes and even into the Spider-Verse, which yep. that had like multiple timelines, multiple realities, Spider-Man things. So all of this stuff is going to be tying in, I think. So that's exciting for me. Yeah. And, I, and just real quick, I'd say, you know, when I said disappointing, like I, I, I had seen I ran into a spoiler on accident. I didn't know what happened, but I knew what was coming kind of. Because I had I was scrolling through like Reddit or something like that, uh-huh. and I had seen something mentioned Peter, and I was like, oh shit, and I backed <laughs> out, you know. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I know, you know, what's yeah. happening here. I was like, there's, there's, they're gonna tie it in, which is great, but I, I avoided what was gonna happen, and I was kind of disappointed that there was it was just him seeing him on TV. Like it's right. fine, it's cool that they they did that, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's no like. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you about the Avengers and yeah, right. Nick Fury. It wasn't like an amazing like yeah. thing that happened, but um, which Sony wants it to be, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, not. it kind of it kind of fell a little flat. But I mean, I do, I am excited. Like, if you can get if you put Tom Hardy and Tom Holland in a, in a movie together, I'll uh, I'd be highly interested. In that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that was our thoughts on Venom. Let there be carnage. Now let's get to our weekly recommendations, where Jeff and I share one thing that we have been enjoying this past week and we want to recommend to our audience. So I want to talk about Star Wars Visions on Disney+. Plus. Nine original short stories across the Star Wars galaxy by seven anime studios. So basically, Star Wars anime. And this is something that fans have done over the years. So there's always been these fan animes. but This is an officially licensed Star Wars anime. So when that when that was first announced last year, I got pretty excited, Jeff. Pretty excited. So anime, you would say? A fanime? Is yeah, that what they make? That's that's it, Jeff. Okay. Put that on the poster. <laughs> I want everybody who is listening to this to check out Star Wars Visions. And I thought Jeff W mm-hmm. would enjoy Star Wars Visions. And he actually Checked out the entire, all nine episodes, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I watched all nine on the plane. Yep. All right, so you have no... Well, I should say both in Star Wars and in anime, you're a fan, but not like a super hardcore... You know, you're watching everything Star Wars, everything anime. Yeah. So anime what did you think? Impossible. Like anime, yeah. I'm, you know, I do, I try to watch some stuff. You know, I've obviously I've finished all of Dragon Ball Z and Super yes. and all that stuff. Yes. You know, like I'm not, I'm not a stranger to the genre, but I'm also not, you know, super educated. It's what I have like uh, you and our buddy Garrett for. Um, yeah. So just my overall thoughts on the, uh, on the season. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about? Years? Star Wars, the an official Star Wars anime, not a fan yeah. made. So I think, so first off, I love this concept. I think this is why I like them. I don't know if Lucas would have ever done this, mm-hmm. uh, but or I don't know if this could have even happened without the Disney backing. Like I don't know if they would have ever spent money on this kind of a thing. Yeah, and um, I really love the fact that they're doing that. Like get, putting Star Wars in other people's hands, I think is um, risky, but like this is the payoff you get. Right. Sometimes when you do that, I think that was that's what makes this thing. It's one of my these are some of my favorite Star Wars like Mandalorian might be my favorite Star Wars thing ever. Yes. Um, And I love and I love some of those movies, too. You know, but like the Mandalorian is like next level. And maybe the Book of Boba Fett might be, too. Like it just it it has all the drama. It's in a series. I prefer a series over like a two hour movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it hits all the things for me. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian I'm speaking of, uh, but the animes are just amazing. I mean, the first episode, when I, when I watched it, I saw a little bit of it. I tried to watch it when I was, uh, uh, in Ohio, but I kept falling asleep because the day was so busy. I would get to the end of the day and fall asleep. So I saw some of the first episode, but I didn't think the art style was going to stay like that mm-hmm. for the first entire episode. And then when I watched it on the plane, like, I had Wi-Fi on the plane, and I would literally, like, in the middle of the episode, like, you can go look at your messages. That's the, when I sent that to you and Garrett, I was like, I was like, this first episode is, like, blowing my mind. You know, it was like, this is amazing. Like, I, you know, I I don't know if you could do a whole series on it. I don't know if it'd get tiring over a longer period of time. But, man, that thing was just, like, incredible. The art style, like, alone is great. And then I think, you know, the incorporating it into that Japanese style, like, or, you know, the samurai style, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. That uh, is actually something that star Wars has always had in its DNA. Lucas, Mm. there's a ton of like behind the scenes stuff. Lucas has always said Akira Kurosawa is like one of his biggest influences. And that's like a basically like the Japanese Steven Spielberg kind of like he's the most well-renowned Japanese director. And Mm -hmm. so even to the point where like seven samurai and R2D2 and C3PO are characters from Akira Kurosawa films. Like they, I should say they, they were inspired by, it's not like they're actually in the films, but Japanese mythology and Akira Kurosawa films have always been, influences for lucas yeah so you know westerns all the westerns right like they they, it are all the american westerns are like carbon copies of those Mm -hmm. those. and we saw that in in mandalorian his gunslinger like mentality yeah but yeah and jep um japanese culture even the word jedi is a japanese word so there's a lot of japanese influences and i that's something that i love so when you have all of those things pushed into an actual literal anime, 
that for me was amazing. So yeah, I, I love that. And that was why it was black and white that first episode, which was the duel. Um, yeah. that's, and that's and, easily my, my favorite of the whole hmm. thing. Uh, but, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, just the duel was the name of it. And it was one of the standouts. Me, myself, I liked all nine. They all had something different. They all had different animation styles, different voice acting, different storylines. And none of it ties to the overall mythology of Star Wars, but it kind of plays in the galaxy. Um, These are almost like what-if stories in the Mm -hmm. Star Wars universe. So did you enjoyed that, right? Not being tied to the the Skywalker story yeah. and all of those. Yeah, no, see, and this is where, like, you know, I guess, I'm not going to do, like, a breakdown of every episode, but I will mm-hmm. say just, like, some of my favorites are the first yeah. one, obviously, I think, you know, that has been, like, seemingly across the board. You know, the, the Twins episode is, like, controversial in our friend group. Yeah. But uh, I'd say the first one is pretty unanimously, like, this thing is amazing right like yeah. this is standing hands down and then the second one i the only way i could describe the second one and i was i was telling a guy at work this i was like it's just like fucking cute you know what i mean it's oh, like yeah. adorable it's like right. the, it's just, just like it's like a funny concept it's cool yeah. you know you got like the emo uh you know hut yes. you know in there and it's and that just was like, voiced by bobby moynihan who i love yeah. on snl yeah, and yeah, a lot of great voice acting in it too. And mm-hmm. I just love that episode. It's just fun. It feels like yeah. a, you know, it almost felt like um, that Daft Punk um, a, like anime movie they have. Uh, I don't know if it's Daft Punk or maybe Daft Punk took from that, but um, I'll have to link to that. But it felt like like a like not that same thing, but like you know, music in the anime. Oh yeah, like a mm-hmm. band. You know, I'm sure there's others out there that are similar to that too. But that was the kind of vibe that I got from it, or what it you know uh, struggled me. And I also. It's talking about being outside the Star Wars things, like expanding upon the Jedi stuff. So, like m- the other one of my probably my you know maybe my second favorite would be the the ninth Jedi episode. Yes, where they expand upon that, and they I think we talked about this a little bit uh, in the car that day, where like they have the uh, the non colored saber, like they're yeah. kind of introducing this thing, like where maybe you you know they're kind of showing like hey, like this thing doesn't start off with like a color. You don't just get the right. crystal. Or whatever that thing is, yeah, sure kyber crystal. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't get that just to you know just to make the color and it's done. Like you earn this color over time, kind of thing or something. Um, and I thought that concept was was great in like that whole episode. Like there's no faces in there that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a there's a Yoda, there's a mm-hmm. there's a Skywalker. There's yeah. there's no there's none of that. And they just introduce new stuff and it's cool. Like I like the twist on that episode. Yes, and. I mean, just another one. Um, I think it's 2B1 or TOB1, if you look at the title. That's the one with the, like, it looks like the Astro Boy kind of guy in it. Um, yeah, uh, it, uh, they call him Toby. That's kind yeah, of the... Toby, yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, that just, just that, that whole episode cool. just looks... Like, I just love that animation, too. Um, yeah, and that's something I that really people... All these. Yeah. They haven't had a droid Jedi before, so that was kind of, mm-hmm. like, dab- um, dabbling in that, because people were like... Can droids be force sensitive? You know, like so that was an interesting concept to play around in that um, that Toby episode. Yeah, yeah I, I there was bits and pieces that I loved from all of these, and I want to go back and and watch them in Japanese. I watched them in English for um, for the voice actors because, like you said, there's a ton of English voice actors that that I like, mm-hmm. but I want to um, experience it in Japanese. Because it feels like that's the way that they meant it. Because these are all Japanese anime anime studios that did yeah. these. So yeah. I highly recommend Star Wars Visions, and I hope we get more. 
of these. Hmm. Like this is just season one. Um, yeah, and I want to say I just want this is these are the kind of risks I want Star Wars and Lucas yes. or Disney whoever taking. Like you need to do yes. things, you know, not like you don't have to like oh we're gonna do all Western style. Then nothing like you don't have to copy this, but like this is what you should be giving the property to. Like hey, mm-hmm. like. You know, and especially, like, if you have the guys, like, you know, if Filoni and them are, like, signing off on stuff and, like, you're doing things. Like, I just like to see them do new things. Not everything's going to hit. Not everything's going to be great. But, like, you you make, you know what I mean? Like, these are pretty great episodes, I think. I think these will be remembered for a while, right? Yeah. And I just like to see Star Wars do that rather than, like, you know, just the movies. Like, you can make the family stuff with the movies, but expanding on that universe, like. Well, I think, you know. Disney Plus has been. Yeah, a pretty good thing Perfect. for Star Wars in general because mm-hmm. it's that place you can actually release all these things instead of yep. this. You know, in a movie theater, we don't have the freedom of hey, I just want to drop. Uh, this is an example. Just this past week, there's a um, a thing that's called Galaxy of Sounds, and it's seven episodes. It's almost like Star Wars ASMR. Think of it like that, where there's no talking in it. It's just the sounds. Each episode is like seven, eight minutes long. But it's like, okay, here's all the ships. Here's all the lightsabers igniting. Here's all the beeps from the droids. And somebody edited all that together and, and just released it. So it's kind of cool to put it on in the background if you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, there's this Lego Star Wars um, Halloween episode that's just came out, Terrifying Tales. And, and they're coming out with like a bunch of holiday yeah. stuff and yeah but that's even all that, on you know, disney plus i like mandalorian i like the anime and those are going in my direction but yeah, yeah. Like, do things like that too you know what i mean like where you you give it like even if i know like like the lego thing it probably isn't something that i'm going to be interested in yeah i still like that they do it like i still like that they're like going out there and giving this like different yeah. looks and you know giving this to different people like you know it only takes like one person to have like an amazing concept and like a good writer, you know, yeah. or you know, to, to like give you something that is going to be remembered. Right. And like, that just shows you the flexibility of the star Wars universe that people can, it's almost like Batman, different mm-hmm. creators can come in, tell their story, tell their take on it and beat out. Yeah. And it still all fits like, mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. His Batman is not like his Batman. That's the same way with star Wars. Like, you can have multiple people come in, even though you know Lucas is the creator. You can still have other people come in and and tell their stories because it's just too big. The universe is too big to just be focused on this little bitty saga. And yep. I also wanted to um, point out if you're interested, like me, I, I love behind the scenes stuff, how they make the stuff. They have extras on all of the episodes. Little, oh, let's, do they? I it's like, yeah, it's Disney Plus is kind of weird about it because you have to click on the the actual like homepage for the thing and then uh-huh. click on extras okay. and 90% of the time it's a trailer. That's the extra. So yeah. I'll, I usually click on it just in case I'm like, eh, maybe they'll do something because yeah. like with Mandalorian, they did that whole separate show, the gallery, which was the behind the scenes. Yeah. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. Right? This one, it's like, these are like DVD extras, but if you're interested in how it's made, the voice, you know, showing the voice actors, showing the animation studio, talking to the producers. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. it's very good. And it, and they're really short. They're like oh, wow. between yeah. five to eight minutes. So I would two, highly recommend seven, that. Five. Yeah, they're all like between two and five minutes, two and yeah. seven minutes. It's not bad. I would highly recommend checking that out on Disney+. Plus when you When you watch Star Wars Visions and you enjoy it, after you do, check out the extras. 
on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. So that was my recommendation uh, for this past week. Jeff, what was your recommendation? So my res- recommendation, I guess we're going to say with the Asian genre, not Ooh. quite an anime, um, is a Squid Game. Yes. Uh, it's becoming, I mean, like anybody, any of our friends that are listening or anybody doing that is going to be well aware of it just because of the memes at this point. Um, but it's a uh, a South Korean uh, survival drama series <laughs> on Netflix. Um, it's basically, just to give the uh, the concept, it's uh, very Saw-like, not necessarily though, um, but, you know, it has this, like, they're playing with death and involving yeah. games. Basically... Uh, and this is just, you know, spoilers for the first episode, you know. That's the uh, only one I've seen. It's the only one you've seen. Uh, and I'll I'll keep it even light on that. You know, they set up, you know, there's a lot of these people that are getting these invitations to a game. They are revealing that basically these people have, you know, gambling problems and they're in major debt. Uh, and there's this kind of secret organization that is organizing these games. And when I say games, they do in the first episode is uh, Red Light, Green Light. So, you know, most of us know that game from, you know, childhood of red light, green light, red light, yes. green light. You know, you got to make it across the line right. uh, without moving or anything like that. Uh, so they recreate that uh, with like 500 people, I think, is is in that, right? I think mm-hmm. in that room. That was about right. And it, it, they look like prisoners, essentially, right? It looks like prisoners, but they're kind of just all in jumpsuits. They're playing that game. If you get caught moving, they shoot you and kill you. Um, and it's uh, I'm about five episodes in right now, and it gets it gets more complex. Like it's not just that, you know, they revisit stuff, but you know, you do go through. I think it's uh, four games or six games, um, and uh, yeah, I, it's it's been great. I like this. It's I don't you know I've been listening. It's it's funny. I've been listening to the uh, the English dub over that oh, okay. just yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been right. watching while I work or while I do stuff so I've been right. like I prefer to have that so I can listen to like some right. text if I have to look away um, which is actually pretty funny I think anybody listening and especially you should listen to that I don't know if that's how you watched it at all do you know yeah or... I I was watching the uh, Korean for a little bit and then I switched over to the English yeah the English it's kind of funny because it's just it's just weird like they're very dramatic yeah uh, and right. some of the some of it doesn't sound like naturally english you can obviously tell it yeah. was translated but um still uh i love the way this looks um and uh it's also known as round six i guess that might be what it's uh called in another language or maybe oh, in wow. south korea potentially um but yeah nothing like too crazy like there, i don't think there's any people that are like you know like actors or anybody that i've recognized i don't know if there's anybody uh that you would even know but uh no yeah this thing is it's like kind of came out of nowhere for me i just started seeing the memes and actually when i was in ohio i had my cousin say hey have you seen this and i was like no and then sure enough like a day later you know i started actually noticing the memes and the stuff yeah. on instagram and stuff and so it's well, it's also it's tiktok cool. it's a huge thing on tiktok right yeah now. yeah yeah it's it's huge on there as well um so yeah this thing is uh is a great idea and i you know uh, it's like, and actually my recommendation to him was Parasite. You know, I told him, I was like, have you seen Parasite? You know, that's also like South oh, Korean. Yeah. And like, I'm like, you know, you, there's just uh, a lot of good content coming out from that area. Yeah. And I, and I Minari like is another mm-hmm. one. And that was like up for an Oscar and that had Steven yeah. Yoon in it. Mm-hmm. And my yeah, wife, yeah. when, when I was, when you told me to watch Squid Game, yeah, my wife goes, dang, South Korea is putting out a lot. Like they're putting <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. content. Cause yeah, yeah Minari, yeah. this. Um, mm. uh, the one you just mentioned, which I'm blanking on the, um, the one that won best picture, mm. um, parasite. 
Yes, Parasite. Yep. She's like, yes, uh, South Korea is coming with the heat. I was like, yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Um, yeah. But so. I also got Hunger Games slash um, Battle Royale yes. vibes to it yes. as well. So, yes, yes. I would say that. Yes. Saw plus Hunger Games slash Battle Royale. I always like I like Battle Royale a lot more than Hunger Games. I'm not a Hunger Games Same. fan, but yeah. Battle it's Royale same. is a classic. Yeah, right? it's, it's, that, it's that Battle Royale format of mm-hmm. um so yeah definitely i want to continue and actually my wife before i was came to record this with you she's yeah. like when when can we watch more of that yeah. so she's uh she's on on she's the hook in, for that on one with the, yeah. yeah so am i so i i've been enjoying it and then yeah anything out of south korea i love south korea or a lot of things that come out of south korea i'm glad they are uh continuing to put out a lot of stuff is becoming like Japan for me where I just like yeah. to see things come out of there. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, even if I have to read subtitles, you know, I just, I'm, right. I'm liking the content. And, uh, you told me you're yeah. a big BTS fan. You got the McDonald's meal, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. David Cho, <laughs> Korean barbecue, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Korean, yeah. I mean, I know it, it, I'm not even gonna get raises here, yeah. but you know, the Korean Koreans are great people. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just like to see them succeed. <laughs> I like a lot of what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And anytime um, I can support it, I will. Yes. So definitely, I want to continue to check out Squid Game. So we may talk it like the rest of the season later. But this yeah, I would is like just to come back beginning. once me and you catch up on the yeah. whole thing and then just give our, like, maybe like a quick thought about what yeah. we're doing there. Yeah. But it is important to mention, like you said, it's kind of the, it's currently the, num- like, the top thing in, in the zeitgeist right now. Yep. Like, um, I'm, I'm going to share in, the, in our show notes. The RDC World is one of my favorite YouTube channels. Mm, they yes. did a video, If Black People Were in Squid Game. Yes. And that's number two trending right now on YouTube. I, I was kind of mm. surprised that, like, yeah. that's it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everybody's talking about this. And the memes are crazy. We've been sharing the memes back and forth in our in our group chats. Yep. And there's too many to 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 put in the show notes. But yeah. Definitely if you're if you're on social media, you're you're seeing Squid Game stuff, so we'll continue to check that out um, and report back later in another episode. But next week, we're going to be talking about the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. And I'm hoping Jeff has watched every single James Bond movie ever made, not just Daniel Craig, just every single James Bond movie, every Austin Powers. Well, we can we can bring it so. Maybe we should give like a little bit. Maybe this is what we should do too. We'll introduce this like a a pre segment for the mm-hmm. preview for the next episode. Yeah. I so I've watched some of the Craig ones. What I'm really gonna do this week is just go watch all the Craig ones over again. And get really the last like three because the last yeah. three kind of tie in together with this storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I. The the other Bond movies and maybe there are ones that we could pick out that I could mm-hmm. I should watch. Um, generally bore me. So yeah. like the Just, Pierce Brosnan yeah. ones, it's hard to watch in early two thousands. Yeah. Are no, number one, like an insanely, like not insanely bad, really bad CG on yeah. some of those. Yep. I think we've, uh, there's mm-hmm. a, I'll, maybe I'll link it. I'll find the, the clip of him in the water 
and you're like, I can't believe that this is a James Bond movie and they put this on screen. Like that is embarrassing. So yeah. there's, I don't have like a good history with those movies. Like I'm sure there's some of the older ones are probably great and I should, you know, check some of them out. But I also, I also don't have any kind of like, I don't care about Sean Connery. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's hard. I don't, I don't have like a lot of love for that person or yeah. like, you know, the other guys to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll probably share my thoughts when we talk about it, but Mm-hmm. Bro- Brosnan was my bond because of the game, the GoldenEye game. Yeah, and, and that what was, we grew up with. Yeah, yeah, that was like mm-hmm. a huge thing. And then now it's Daniel Craig, a hundred percent. Like he's that's yeah. when I think about Bond, I think about this is what a modern Bond is going to be like. This guy could beat up anybody. The Sean Connery Bond, I think, like he couldn't, you know, punch his way out of a paper bag. Yeah, but I'm interested to see what the f- conclusion of Daniel Craig's Bond movies is and, so we'll we'll check that out next week I say, do, do we know are they they're they're teasing like who the next bond is going to be like the you know that it's a major decision coming up right but yeah. there's no like right set no stone official because right? they were talking about a female bond a black bond so there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different things idris elba around. come on come on i'm on board if they do idris elba i'm in i think he might he might have aged out of it like it's he's been Kinda. rumored for so long it's like yeah Dang, man. Just although, you know, we just saw him in the Suicide Squad. And yeah, and I, thought, I liked him in there. Yeah, he's pretty good um, in that. I would like to just see them do may, maybe go unconventional or just go with somebody who's who's just really good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm interested in the Bond stuff. I'm not very well educated in the movies. Uh, but that'll uh I'm gonna at least catch up on Craig's, uh, who I probably think is probably the best one and has produced maybe the best movies out of it. Like technically yeah, the best movies. Right. Okay, cool. So we'll check that out and uh, catch up with you next week, Jeff, and see how you're progressing. Sir. But until then, you can always check us out on social media. I am Vactor on Twitter. That's just my last name. V a C T O R. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is seasons underscore podcast. Don't forget to share us with all your friends that you think would enjoy our content and conversations. Let us know that you're enjoying something. And if you want to hear us talk about something also, that's another place. If you check us out on Anchor, which is kind of our our host podcast platform, they have a little kind of like voicemail feature. You can leave us a voicemail. We can play it on the show. Um, if you want, if you feel so inclined, you can donate. That's all on Anchor's kind of like their I don't know what you call it, but just there on the anchor platform, that's where all that stuff. And even on Spotify, there's like polls and questions and stuff. There's a bunch of stuff going on on Spotify because Spotify owns Anchor, so there's hmm. kind of a synergy there. But anyways, wherever you're listening to us on, if you could just let us know or let people know that we're here, share us. That kind of helps get the word out and leave us a review if you can. That would be wonderful. Uh, but Jeff, d- do you hear that noise? What is it? It's the seasons changing. I hate you.